The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And Bede bullies his way inside, out to Harden for the three, got it! Welcome in to NBA Pulse, a production of iHeartRadio and the NBA. I'm Sarah Kustak, NBA analyst for the Yes Network. And today is Monday, May 8th, from our extraordinary core group of NBA journalists. We're joined now by NBA.com senior writer John Schumann. And Shu, we keep having some fun things to talk about here in this postseason. It's been extraordinary. And yesterday did not disappoint. On Sunday, we had a couple game fours of which series now are tied up. The 76ers with an overtime win against the Boston Celtics, the Phoenix Suns. They beat Denver. Uh, but let's start with that 76ers game and a lot to get into Um Tremendous showing. Once again, we saw a masterpiece in game one by James Harden at Boston to give Philly their first win of the series. And once again, James Harden, 42 points, eight rebounds. He was six and nine from the three-point line, only four free throw attempts of which he made all of them. Uh, but I mentioned overtime, and he was excellent with his shot making down the stretch. There was multiple ones, uh, to say the least, but his game winner with 19 seconds left in overtime is what sealed the deal. Uh, and I want to talk to you, though, a, a couple things a- about those final plays. And Bede with 34 points, Jason Tatum has 24 points, Brown with 23, Smart with 21, Brogdon 19 off the bench. Uh, but take us through a, a couple of those decisions, whether it was a lack of timeouts called, whether it was a double teaming on Embiid that opened up Harden to get that shot. What were your thoughts on the way in which this game finished that helped Philadelphia to get that win? Well, first of all, like the big takeaway from this series is that the Celtics have won their two games by a total of 46 points and the Sixers have won their two by a total of five. Like, wow. The, wow. the Celtics have been the better team when... 
the Celtics should be the clear, I think, the favorite to win the championship right now. Not clear, but the favorite to win the championship right now. Um, and when they've played really well, they've played well, they've, they've looked fantastic. Um, the beginning of game three, their offense was just humming. Like the ball was flying around. They were getting open shots. They were attacking the gaps. They, they couldn't be stopped basically. But at, at some point that goes away and, and, and it's, and it could be totally frustrating because this team, when they're playing really well, looks like the best team in the league and they can do that on both ends of the floor. They can look like the best offensive team at times. They can look like the best defensive team at times. But yeah, the the late game mistakes um, were there. You know, they their offense does get stagnant at, at, at times. Um, you know, give credit for on for James Harden for that, the game tying bucket at the end of the fourth quarter. That was yeah, a tough, good point. tough, like 14 foot runner that was semi-contested. A really tough shot. But the, the go-ahead bucket, right, like, Jalen Brown, like what's like rule number, like one of the basic rules of NBA defense is don't help off the strong side corner. Um, Joel Embiid got into the paint, but wasn't necessary, you know, wasn't this didn't, wasn't able to elevate really against whoever he was. I think it was, I guess it was Horford and kicked it out. Jalen Brown helped off the strong side corner, kicked it out. James Harden hit a catch and shoot three, which is just a little bit amazing in, in itself because James Harden is was sort of reticent to shoot catch and shoot threes for the last few years. He's starting to shoot, be more comfortable shooting those this season. And Beat bullies his way inside, out to Harden for the three. Got it. Big shot. And then the Celtics had time. And I, I didn't necessarily mind the no timeout call. I minded what I mind what was bad was just that they took so much time yeah. to get into any kind of action. Celtics are gonna play. Joe Mazzula's gonna let them go. Down by one, ten seconds to play. Tatum against Harris. Tatum. Smart. Got it. Did it count? I don't think he got it off. Did not get it off in time, it appeared. It obviously hurt them at the end because Marcus Smart hit a game-winning shot just half a second too late. And if they had just gone a little quicker, um, they you know they did the right thing. They made the right play. They, Jason Tatum, I think, made the right pass. It was just half a second too late after they wasted, I want to say, three or four seconds by just taking too long um, – to get into it so first of all like give credit to james harden he hit two absolutely huge shots he's three for three to tie or take the lead in the last minute in this series he hit the step back game winner in game one um plus those two big shots in game four he was one for ten on those shots in the regular season so he's got three times as many uh you know go ahead or tying buckets uh, in the last minute of the fourth or OT in, in, in this series than he had in all the regular season. And in fact, the only other player with multiple shots to tire take the lead in the final minute of the fourth quarter OT in this in the playoffs is Tyrese Maxey, who's two for two. Um, so, yeah, I think, like, it's... When we when looking forward, Boston is should be in control. It should be up 3-1, we think. Although they did come back from a, from a deficit... In the in that game four, but you know, like it's it's they've just got to minimize their mistakes and and continue to keep their foot on the gas, especially offensively. They really just 
uh, have to keep that same mentality, drive and kick, drive and kick, drive and kick, and, and get good shots. And I think if they do that, they should they should still be favored in the series. But I, obviously, it's not fun to be in a in a 2-2 series with uh, only three games to go. Without a doubt. And, and few teams and offenses look as good as Boston does when they are clicking and when they are playing fast and passing the ball the way that they can. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's it, been it an makes, interesting series. It makes series. the bad possessions look worse, right? Look, like yep. the fact that they're really good. <laughs> The fact that the good possessions look so good, it makes the bad possessions look worse that probably don't look so bad if there were some other team just because you know how good they can be. Um, they know this, you know, the ceiling that they can reach on that end of the floor. So, yeah, Speak, yeah, without a doubt. Speaking of looking good, um, my goodness, some performances in the late game. Uh, Phoenix Suns with their win against the Denver Nuggets, as we mentioned, tying up that series 129-124 in Phoenix. Uh, the numbers have been eye-popping. Um, one from Nikola Jokic, 53 points, 11 assists, four rebounds, 28 from Murray. And we'll get into Denver's depth and the bench because I think that's the thing we've always thought about this Denver team, just 11 points, though, coming from the bench. Meanwhile, on the other side of things, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker continue to just sparkle. Durant, 36 points, 11 rebounds, six assists. Booker with 36 points, 12 assists. He was 14 of 18 from the field. And, shoot, that's coming off of the last game of which he was 20 of 25, just extraordinary efficiency. Those two in the last two games have combined for 158 points at second all time uh, to only Michael Jordan and Orlando Woolridge back in 1986 in the two game postseason stretch. Durant probing against Gordon, crosses over, pump fakes, shot, got it, surgical. It's not only been fun to watch because of the numbers, but because of how efficient they've been doing it. What stood out to you about that game, um, whether on the side of Denver or on the side of Phoenix? Well, first of all, I'll say I'll give you a fun little stat. Devin Devin Booker in the playoffs total has a true shooting percentage of seventy one point one percent, which is the highest mark in NBA history for a player with at least who's played who's averaged at least twenty five points per game in five or more playoff games. That's two hundred and sixty two total instances. Booker probing might want to double team him. Booker's going to shoot over two. Why not? Holy smokes. That's pretty good. Um, but actually, I want to say like, what stood out for me in that game is Landry Shamit shooting four for oh, six. How did I not bring up Shamit? In 19 the fourth points. quarter. Tracked by Green into the corner. Shamit elevates. Got it again. That He had only once before made four threes in a playoff game. He had five uh, in game Four, four in the fourth quarter. He's four for six. I think that was huge because Phoenix needs, like we've talked about, like the math doesn't work out for Phoenix if they're not shooting, if they're if they're shooting all mid range shots, right? They don't get to the rim a lot. They don't get to the free throw a lot, free throw line a lot, and they don't shoot a lot of threes. So they need like a guy like Shamit to come in and and just be able to shoot some threes and the release how quick he was shooting too like his his release is super quick there was one i forget i think it was durant that kicked out to him durant doing his dance tracked by green into the corner Shamit elevates got it again where he didn't have much time and he got it off and and drained it and that was the most impressive like um, it's one of those things you see it with sometimes with some other players 
Nick Batum is one where they they don't even dip when they sh- when they shoot the three, catch and shoot without really bringing the ball down. He did that a couple times. That's that was amazing. I think that was a huge uh, just having that those 12 points obviously made a, a a huge difference in the in the fourth quarter. So um and that was game 4 was the first time in the playoffs that the Suns outscored their opponent from three-point range and it was 39 to 21. Um so the other thing that stands out about that is that Denver only shot 22 threes. And so, you know, the math that, you know, if, if the if Phoenix can limit Denver's three point shooting, you know, and I think part of that is just, you know, not letting Jamal Murray go off. That's another um, good thing for them. You know, I, like they're, they're going to shoot a ton of mid range shots, but they need to get some threes and they need to be able to, to limit Denver's three point shots. Nikola Jokic was ridiculous, like him being able, his touch and shooting in the sort of like eight to 12 foot range is amazing. There was one play, I forget who it was, I think maybe it was Aaron Gordon on the, in transition in the fourth quarter, sort of dropped the ball off behind his back to Jokic, who was trailing the play. And Jokic went up for a runner from like 15 feet from like the foul line. I was like, oh, that's a good shot. When in reality, for everybody else in the league, that's not a good shot. Gordon looking to push, finds a trailing Jokic floater, and he puts it in. You know, a 15-foot runner like that. Um, but he's just, uh, his touch and and his ability to get shots off from in that sort of range and just do it so easily is, is just what makes him an MVP. The fact that they can run their offense through this guy that scores so efficiently and is also... Uh, the best passer in the league. Yeah, and Denver is going to need to figure out a way to withstand some of those minutes when he is not on the floor. Uh, but those series tied up. We've got a couple game fours happening tonight. The Lakers, can they extend their series lead or will the Warriors even things up? And New York Knicks at the Miami Heat. We'll get to those right after the break. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG dot com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to NBA Pulse. Sarah Kustak joined by John Schumann and, and Shu a couple... Excellent games here on deck tonight on TNT at 7.30 Eastern. It's the New York Knicks at the Miami Heat. And then at 10 o'clock, Golden State Warriors at the Los Angeles Lakers. And let's begin there. Lakers with a 2-1 series lead. Uh, So much of the series, it it feels like, has been predicated on the performance, especially offensively, of of Anthony Davis. And it's it's been an every-other-game thing. And so if if you're playing it by the numbers – We'll see how he may come out after having a strong performance last game uh, as the Lakers dominated the Warriors in particular that second half. What do you anticipate with this one here tonight um, from the Lakers and the Warriors? Well, I think Golden State's got a, a decision to make as far as their starting lineup. The J- Jamichael Green uh, move worked out for them in game two, not so much in game three. Um, I think the Lakers are just going to try to keep Anthony Davis in the paint. Um, this is this series of is very much an inside versus outside series. The Warriors are plus twenty four per game from three point range. The Lakers are plus twelve uh, per game from the free throw line and p- plus seven point three in the paint. Um, and whether or not Anthony Davis has a good offensive game, his defense just remains uh, pretty incredible. Uh, so the league average for shooting in the paint is about fifty eight percent. Opponents in the paint with Davis on the floor in the playoffs, Memphis and Golden State have shot 44.2% in the in the paint when Anthony Davis has been on the floor in the playoffs. And that's incredible. Wiggins drives tonight by Davis. What a block. Warriors are going to try to get, obviously he needs to get Stephen Curry, like to have maybe get a bigger game from Stephen Curry. He's got 27, 20, and 23 in this series. Um, give a lot of credit to Jared Vanderbilt, who's doing a good job on him. Also Dennis Schroeder who comes in and defends him a lot. Um, Shooter does a great job of getting around screens and sort of preventing the the pull-up threes. The Lakers have just been done a really great job defensively, I think. Just um, when one of those guys gets hit by a screen, they do a really nice job of just switching out. Like the 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 other the screener's defender has done a nice job of of recognizing the situation, um, not letting Curry get free for 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 shots. And so um, they've done a good job. I think the other thing, the key in this series is the Lakers turnovers have been low. So in this, in this, in this conference semis, the Lakers have the lowest turnover rate in the conference semis and the Warriors have the highest. The Warriors isn't, 
isn't glaringly high, but the Lakers have had just 9.9 turnovers per 100 possessions and just 12 total live ball turnovers in three games, which is a great number. If you can obviously, you know, good defense starts with transition. And if you can limit your live ball turnovers, that's that's huge. You don't want Curry and Clay Thompson getting free in transition. So it's very much an inside versus out series. And the Warriors just got to have to figure out, um, you know, how they can free up Curry and Clay Thompson and hope that they can get something from somebody else, a Jordan Poole, like making some shots would be nice um, and not getting destroyed on defense would be nice that maybe he's the fifth starter uh, in game four. We'll see. 30-point win for the Lakers in game three. Um, We will see how the Warriors respond here in this one. And then a dominant, as I said, uh, another dominant win by the Heat against the Knicks, 19-point win down in South Beach uh, on Game 3, Game 4. Your uh, expectations, shoe between uh, Jimmy Butler, is he just is he just going to continue to shine this postseason uh, with this Miami Heat team that it really has, um, in many ways, in that game, you see what Eric Spolstra has been able to do with this group and, and with this team. Um, very impressive in Game 3. What, what do you expect out of Game 4? Yeah, um, you know, the Knicks should be the more desperate team here, right? They're down 2-1. But the Heat were in this situation exactly two weeks ago, up 2-1 against the Bucks, and with Giannis Antetokounmpo coming back from a, a two-game absence. Um, and Jimmy Butler scored 56 points, and the Bucks were up 14 early in the fourth quarter, and the Heat won, right? So they're 3-0 at home. They're 2-0 in this series with Jimmy Butler. Um You know, the Knicks just can't make a three-pointer for some reason. You know, they, in the regular season, they shot less than 33% from three in 33 of their 82 games, about 40% of their their games. Uh, In the playoffs, they've shot less than 33% in seven of their eight games, with game two of this series being the exception. Wow. But if you look at the numbers, like, you look at the tracking numbers... They, they look good. Like they're taking the right kinds of threes. They're taking a high percentage of their threes off the catch. A high percentage of them are uncontested. A relatively high percentage of them have come from the corners. They just can't shoot. And that's uh, it's a make or miss league. I thought in game three, some of their, their offense looked a little stagnant. They weren't moving the ball particularly well. Um, the Heat do a really nice job of loading up and forcing them to, to get rid of the ball, forcing, you know, Randall and Brunson to, you know, see a crowd. And the Knicks aren't a great team at, at moving the ball and, and sort of getting those, you know, those two guys aren't particularly great at getting off the ball. And, and just Tom Thibodeau talks about it in every press conference. He's like, trust the pass, you know, get off the ball, trust the yep. pass. And I'm sure he's he's uh, saying the same thing to his team. It's just a it's it's maybe not necessarily in their DNA as it as as it might be in, with other teams. So one other key in this series, I think, is is been bench minutes. The Knicks had one of the best benches in the in the regular season as far as how well they performed when when reserves were on the floor. But the Heat are winning the bench minutes in this series. They've been great uh, when Caleb Martin and or Duncan Robinson are on the floor. Um, and that's huge. If you can beat the Knicks in the bench minutes, that's absolutely uh, a, a huge key. And the Knicks have to find a way. You know, their their bench is a little different. Josh Hart has been starting, so that's one difference. But if quickly hasn't played particularly well, Obi Toppin has shot poorly. He's turned himself. He's 
you know, Obi Toppin has somehow turned into a, just like a guy who shoots only threes and he hasn't shot well. And, and the Knicks bench minutes have not been good. So they need more from those guys that they've relied on all season. This is a Tom Thibodeau team that has relied on its bench. Like he trusts his bench and they haven't coming up big in this series. And that's a, a, a huge reason why they're down to one. Yeah, well, it's going to be fun to watch, as I said. It's all going down on TNT tonight, and it begins at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Shu, as always, we appreciate your time. We'll continue watching and reading all your stuff on NBA.com, and we look forward to seeing you again. Game fours are great. Let's just say it. Like, game seven is obviously the best, but game four with a team down two to one, is that's where things really start to get juicy. We had Swing. two great ones. Swing. Two great ones on Sunday. Hopefully, we get two more on uh, Monday night can change the trajectory that's for sure nba pulse with sarah kustak is a production of the nba and iheart radio please rate review and subscribe on the iheart radio app or wherever you get your podcasts mtv's official challenge podcast is back for another season and so are we i'm tori deal and i'm anisa ferreira the wait is over guys all stars four is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.